Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Haley. And we're the Whodunit Sisters, a Kansas City true crime podcast. This episode is on the disappearance of Josephine Scott. She has been missing for 67 years. She lived in Chillicothe, Missouri. And in my opinion, I really believe that she was murdered. And I would love to hear what you guys think about it. And just drop us a line, um, leave a comment, and tell us what you think. Josephine Scott was 53 years old. She was frail. She had arthritis. She couldn't walk very well. And she also had trouble speaking. And she was shy. So she didn't leave her home often. She lived with her older sister, Ruth, and Ruth's 17-year-old son, Millard. In the days leading up to Josephine's disappearance, Ruth was hospitalized. Her sister, Ruth, was hospitalized for having a throat infection. So that left Josephine home alone with Millard, who was a senior in high school. Now, according to police reports, on January 4th, 1957, Millard left for school at 9 a.m. When he came back home at 4.30, Josephine was gone. By 9 o'clock, when she still hadn't come home, he called police and reported her missing. Police came out to the house. There was no sign of disturbance. And Ruth was still in the hospital. And they had Ruth come out to the house to see if anything was missing. Uh, Josephine's purse was there. But Josephine's red shoes were gone. A light blue jacket was gone. And a headscarf. So it's like she just went out briefly, maybe for a walk or something. Possibly, that's right. Like, like. So police interviewed the neighbors, and the neighbors said they hadn't seen Josephine in days. And because of her frail condition, she rarely left the house. But according to Millard, she often took short walks. Mm. So police brought Millard in for questioning, and they, he, they had him take a lie detector test. And it was proven that he had no knowledge of where Josephine was. A week later, Ruth dies. His Aww. mom dies from throat cancer. So Millard then moves in with neighbors. Three months later, mushroom hunters find a paper bag under a log uh, west of Chillicothe by a river, Grand River. Inside the bag were Josephine's red shoes, a dress, a pair of boys' jeans, two boys' shirts, a scrap of material from a boys' shirt, work gloves, men's work gloves, twine, and a rubber mallet. So police bring Millard in for questioning again. He admits the men's clothes are his, but says he has no knowledge of why of the dress, of the shoes, the mallet, and he has no idea why they would have been placed in that bag by the log. He says the last time he saw his shirts, they were hanging in his closet. Police said that Millard was completely calm during the questioning, but once they asked him the location of a particular fishing spot Millard had said was hard to find, he became argumentative. He would not tell him tell them where that spot was, and so they said, we want you to take a second lie detector test. He said he would take the test, but, quote, it wouldn't do any good, and, quote, I don't believe in such tests. The police said, we're going to pick you up the next morning to have you take that test. The next morning, when he didn't come down for breakfast, the people he was staying with went upstairs 
he was gone, and he had left a note saying, Thanks for taking such good care of me. I have no knowledge of where my aunt is, and please don't tell anybody I'm gone for another day. Please go back out to where that paper bag was found. And they said that there was, they had, someone had been digging around, like maybe they were looking for fishing worms. That's the way they described it. And two yards, That's shallow, shallow digging. Mm -hmm. And then 200 yards away, they found the headscarf that was missing, knotted up. Okay. So one month later, Millard comes back. He comes back because he wants to finish school. He lawyers up, refuses to answer any questions, refuses to take a second lie detector test, and when asked where he was, smiles and says it's a secret. Seven years later, Millard has Josephine declared dead. Now, her estate is divided up between Josephine's two living sisters and Millard. Josephine's estate, she owned two rental properties in Harrisonville, 205 acres of farmland in Cass County, almost $22,000 in bonds, and a bank account, all estimated at being worth $60,000, which today would be over $600,000. Mm. So it was divided up between Millard and the two living sisters. In 1981, Millard died. Millard was a patient at Western Missouri Mental Health Center in Kansas City. And according to a newspaper report, Millard escaped from the mental hospital wearing pajamas at 1.30 in the morning. And a couple hours later, later, his body was found underneath a bridge at 22nd in Baltimore. And he had fallen 35 feet to his death. Now, something else that I had looked into is, remember that it was Josephine lived with Ruth, who was a widow, and Millard. So I looked into Ruth's husband. Ruth's husband died when Millard was nine from suicide. So mm -hmm. I looked up newspaper reports, and apparently the, Ruth's husband, mm -hmm. Ruth, and Josephine were riding in the car. Josephine was in the back seat and the husband and wife got into an argument and then the husband drove the car off the road and it went down into an embankment and the husband and Ruth bailed out. Josephine couldn't bail out because she was in the back seat. She didn't get hurt, but that caused Ruth to leave her husband. So Ruth, Josephine, and Millard moved out and then a few days later the husband commit suicide hmm. which has no bearing on this case it's just the fact that um maybe with him maybe being a little mental unstable and then with millard having some mental instability um in my opinion i think millard killed killed his aunt i mean that's how i look at it the sheriff has always said that he believes that josephine's body would be found somewhere where that paper bag was found right but they never they never found her and they think that whoever did this is someone who would know the know that area, would be in that area. But because there was no body found, they couldn't look into it as a murder. So it basically the case went stagnant. I think Miller killed her and put her body somewhere in that, wherever that mysterious fishing hole was, fishing spot that he liked. And then when they started 
zeroing in on him and he disappeared for that month, I think he took her body and he moved it. So that is my opinion. I would love to hear yours. That is it. Um, this is a case. Obviously, she's been missing for 67 years. It's not on any database. Uh, she's been forgotten. And I'm really hoping that Josephine's body can be found. Right. And so, but that's the case I wanted to talk about today. So thank you for watching and we appreciate it. Um, thank you. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.